Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time, and hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. And we got a couple new developments happening with that membership site. You might want to check it out. This week on the show, oh boy, it's a special one. Well, for me at least. This is one of my idols growing up. One of the first pro surfers that just caught my eye as a kid and was like, he was just basically one of those first surfers that you were like, that's how I want to surf. I want to be like him. It's Kalani Rob. And uh, yeah, it's hard when you're (laughs) talking to your idols not to be a kooky mess, which I absolutely was in the beginning. So I just lopped that beginning part right off and uh, save a little face in front of all you guys. But part of what we're working on with the membership site is I'm recording my Zoom calls with whether it's Coach Ev or my guests, and I'll be putting up those recordings, the video versions, with all the kooky stuff that I normally cut out for the, the proper production. So you get a little behind-the-scenes look of me being a little frazzled mess in front of my idol. <laughs> um Yeah, but this is a good story I got to tell you real quick. Um, You know, I got this random email from a woman reaching out saying she could help me get guests for my podcast. And she listed a few names right there in that first email. And one of those names was Kalani Rob. And I was like, wow, that's that's kind of a big deal. But, you know, also had a little apprehension thrown into this. Like, I didn't want to let myself get too excited right away. It's kind of strange that you know this would just fall into my lap so I was just like all right let me let me hit her back up and see what she says anyway long story short as you can see she pulled through what a gem oh my gosh Shay big shout out to her for putting this together and linking me up with someone I hadn't even had on my map to get on the kookcast it's almost like ah, they're too cool for kookcast which is really funny because I was explaining to Kalani why I started KookCast, what it's all about, kind of embracing the kookery and learning from it and helping other kooks, kind of like me, <laughs> not kook it from experience and sharing our stories so other people can learn from ours. Um, and then this is where I decided, okay, I've got it together. Let's, let's cut the recording in right here. Here it is. That's that's I mean, you're 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 taking a, a page out of my book because I mean, you know, I've done what I've done. I'm you know, I'm a surfer. There's no there's no doubt about that. You know, that I'm a surfer through and through born surfer, basically. But I don't necessarily think surfers are that cool. I think a lot of them are just dorks. They're, they're so full of themselves. I always think they rip super hard. And, you know, hey, there's always a bigger, badder fish out there, a bigger, badder one. You know what I mean? So I, I always take that in consideration when even I, I talk about whatever I do or think how if I'm good at something, you know. So on my Instagram, my my little thing is just, I'm a kook, you know, and and it's exactly the same reason It's because 
I do feel like I surf a lot better and I'm, I can rip and do all the things that people hold themselves so high about, but um, I don't like that attitude. Mm. So I like to calm them down with that. Right on, <laughs> so right, yeah. I am like you with that res- in that respect where it's sort of like, you know, I get it and all, but you know, I, I, I just can never get into that. Like, yeah, bro, fucking ripping, bro. I just, I, 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 I'm like a more of a dirt biker than a, the surfer at heart. I think like, that's more of my, my attitude towards surfing. Got I it. think so. Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, it's especially easy for you, but I just really believe in letting the surfing do the talking, you know, you, cause you're going to have your good days, your bad days. And, and if you're going to talk shit, talk all proud and stuff, that's the day you're going to surf the worst anyway. So it's like you may as well sure. keep it quiet, do your surfing. It's a bad day, whatever. It's a good one. Like, keep it quiet anyway still. Um, yeah. But, you know, I got to say, so one of the first, I'm 30, 33. So you guys are like you're, you and your generation are 10 years and 15 oh. years ahead of me. So I was right in that time of my yeah. life where I was following you boys like crazy, like, man, what I would have done to have an Instagram when I was a kid and be able to see every move you guys make, you know? Uh, but yeah, we didn't, we had magazines. Yeah, we had magazines and we had VHS. And one of my first right. movies was Kelly in Color. And you have- Oh man, that's sick. How good is that, right? That's sick. I, it's like, dude, yeah. I still, I learned how to play. I got a ukulele and learned how to play I Hear Music when I was a kid, just cause I love that, that film no so way. much. Yeah. I hear music. Yeah, you're a Hawaiian inside, bro. There you go. I think so, I think so. But uh, in the intro, I don't know if you remember it, one of the most impactful parts of that movie, the whole thing was really impactful for me. I, I swear I wore the thing out. But in the intro, when it's introducing Steven, you know, Slater, and then you, yeah. you do this one, yeah. you do this air, and I'm like, yeah, 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 that's a pro move. But then you uh-huh. do this little, you're, you're like behind the section, you come up, do a little stall, and then you just throw this like power slide 360 thing, you know, like just a little tail slide, whip it yeah. around. And there was something about that move that I was like, I can do that. I think that's something uh, I can I think do. I kind of remember that kind you, of shit. Here, man, hold on. I got bit. it pulled up. You want to see it? I think if this will work, this is going to be an experiment. Let me share my screen <laughs> and show you this. Ready? I don't know if this is going to work. Oh, it's working. It's working? Sick. Oh, yeah. all right. Here we go. It. You changed to what I was and then where you are is a screen. Right on. Here we go. A boy. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's so funny too because um, oh, that's the Union Island. Right here. That. And that's so funny because that was me messing around, and right. that was me being a coot. Right. Well, but that was like for a Grom. That was like that's something I can do. I can do that right. move. So I went to the beach the next day and all I started doing was these little like tail 360s, just throwing it, just kept trying and trying. And dude, I started landing them. Thanks to you, I was king of the groms. All the boys were like, did you see Chris ripping? Oh my God, he's doing 360s, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, my boy Kalani taught me that. <laughs> That's funny, yeah, that that is funny. I mean, that is classic, that's cool. I'm always, you know, I'm older now, so I'm always like very stoked to see. And, and, you know, you can't know who you touched or what you maybe kind of inspired until you're older. So, mm. I mean, that, that, that part of getting older 
and 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 that kind of stuff is is it's cool you know i'm so psyched to be able to have influenced like guys like you or anybody if it's cooking out laughing or are ripping you know so that's cool that's super cool to hear oh yeah i bet you you know i really do believe like guys like you your influence goes a lot further they go it goes a lot further than you realize you know because of course there's a bunch of guys up and comers rippers looking at you and just trying to mimic the the pro style but then there's a lot of people who just like really appreciate the the humility you have you know and i'm especially great to capture that right away off of you because that's just so valuable to, to see in other surfers because obviously the humble guys are quiet you don't hear from them a lot you hear from the the ego guys you know and so there yeah. can be this this perception from the outside that surfers are a bunch of ego you know like hard they are yeah, I guess you're they right. Are. You're right. But you don't hear they from are. guys like you. You don't hear the ones like speak up and champion the, the, the humble. And that's, you know, that's just what we're trying to do. But in, in that theme, in keeping with that, why don't you talk to me and the listeners about learning to surf? What was that journey like in the beginning for you? Because a lot of my people that are working with me go through a hard journey. Obviously, you were a kid and I was too when I learned. So we had it easier. But there's still like those struggles. There's still those moments where you want something, you see other people doing it and you're not there yet. So tell us about your, your, your learning to surf journey. Um, well, okay. So I, they, everybody's heard this a million times, uh, but I'll, I'll kind of start from the beginning. I was taught by a girl. Uh, my babysitter was a girl. Uh, she was a surfer. She had the hots for a surfer guy as pro surfer. I lived on a boat at the time and so did she. So, um, I liked fishing. I didn't like surfing at all. I seen people doing it. I was about like maybe five or six, probably maybe like six or seven, maybe like probably six or seven, probably. Uh, I had like stood up on my father's board and like hold on to a rope when we would anchor the boats here, you'd anchor the anchor line. It would go kind of far away, the, right. the low, you know, on low tide and high tide, it would get taut and be straight up and down. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I would grab my myself and pull myself on the rope and stand up. Hey, look, I'm surfing. That was the earliest kind of thing that I was like, oh, I kind of touched surfboard. But what really got it was when this girl was like, oh, <clears throat> hey, Kalani, let's go surfing. I was like, no, I hate surfing. I don't want to surf. And then she's like, uh, hey, we'll take a mask out and you can look at the fish. There's all these different fish out there. I was like, oh, I'm game. Sick. Like, you know what I mean? No, fish? Sick. Like, she, she was... she tricked me and i was like oh okay okay cool like i'll go look at fish that sounds good you know what she wanted to do is she wanted to go on the beach so she could meet the surfer guy and be you know babysitting me where she was but like have this excuse that like oh hey what's up real his name was larry rios and he was like the hot hot you know one of the hot pro surfers from the area handsome dude or whatever and uh so she was like oh okay cool and then she ended up taking me surfing I remember being out on the board, looking at the fish, and then her having her own agenda of like <laughs> looking for the guy. But she was the best, the best. Kalani's and, and, off um, drowning, and you're like, "Where is no, that no, guy?" No, she was right there. She was right there with me. Uh, and uh, so I remember her kind of trying to convince me to catch a wave, and I'm like, "No, no, no! I just want to look at the fish." And uh, and then she finally just, I think, just pushed me into one. And I'll, oh, I I remember why? Because she's like, "You want to go in." And I was like, yeah, I want to go in. I'm over this. You know, let's just go. So she's like, okay, this is the best way. And I think she pushed me in a wave. And I was like, oh, my God. And at first, I was like, oh, shit. Water's splashing my eyes. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And uh, then I was kind of like, whoa, this is kind of cool. I'm going fast, you know, like, whoa, this is kind of cool. And whatever it is that the surfer, when you first catch on that, you're like, wow, this is killer. You know, wow, I'm riding a wave. Wow, I never. The experience of riding a wave, whether you're standing up on it or laying down on it or any of it, anybody who's ever caught one on their level, small wave, big wave, whatever it is, it's an experience. You know, mm. it's a real crazy experience because usually in nature, a wave is, you know, for normal humans, it's going to kill you. Like, it's going to wipe you out. If you see a tourist on the beach and most things are like wiping out and eating shit and getting drowned in, you're like, oh my God. But when you harness it, you, 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 you're part of it. You're one with it. You're riding it. You're like, holy moly, this is, this is wild. Mm. You know, like, wow, I'm catching so much speed. Like, as a kid, you're like only so many things you can do to catch that much speed. Right. You know, right. your parents drive you in the car. You can stick your head out the window, maybe, but you're not going to do that. <laughs> you can skateboard, but you're kind of like, whatever. You're not going to go as fast as you are surfing. Right. There's no way. And then, I mean, you can, obviously, if you're going down a hill and killing yourself. And then there's like, you know, maybe riding a bike. But there's one different thing about that. And obviously the water, the riding the wave and it kind of feeling alive and doing all these particular things. And you're like, wow, it's changing and all that. I got like, wow, it's kind of cool, right? I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. But I still wasn't like totally into it yet, right? She kind of kept going, hey, let's do this more because I think she got on it. She kind of like met the dude. I remember she did meet the dude, as a matter of fact. She met Larry. And then um, I think like after that, she was kind of like hanging out with him. So we kind of started surfing a little bit more. But I was kind of like, ah, she would always have to get me in the mask and try to do that same scenario. <laughs> And then where it really became something, I think, is when, and I don't know why, but I kind of was like, oh, I kind of like this. And I kind of faintly remember, like, going, oh, I'm going to go. I think she might have took me to Waikiki because I live at Bowles, where Alamoana Bowles is, right next to Waikiki. It would take you about a half an hour to walk from where I lived to where Waikiki is, was, where the tourists go and everything. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw that wave, which was, you know, very easy. It wasn't like bowls. There wasn't like the reef. There was more sand. It wasn't to start with surfing where I surfed or even be introduced to it. It was pretty gnarly. It's like a jetty, a little tiny beach and just reef. Mm. It's just like not, not like, not like inviting. So that, so then when she brought me to Waikiki, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Also where I went, there's no kids because it's not a place to learn. It's just like, it's not the spot. I remember I went, to, I went to Waikiki and then for some reason I saw everyone doing it like me. You know, it was like kind of my right. first glimpse at it. Oh, shit, everyone's doing this and they're not good either. They're just standing up. All right, cool. This is, I can get into this. And then I saw some kids and then that was it. Right. And I was like, oh, there's kids my age. doing this. I mean, I'm talking like the first the first view of it. You know what I mean? So I saw kids my age and I'm like, oh, what's up? And uh so I kind of surfed with them. You know, you like float over to them. And Michelle, my, her name was Michelle Nooner. She's like, all right, go. I think, you know, so long ago, but like, probably like, go, go talk to them or go surf with them, whatever it may be. And then that was it. So the learning started right then. Mm. My learning process from then was always who I was with and what I surrounded myself by. Um, it's a different sport where you can't just grab your bike and just go riding down the street or whatever. It's like, it's gnarly. Like, it's almost like a sport that you, sh you should have somebody else with you because it's sort of really scary. You can die and drown and you need kind of somebody looking after you. So like when I, when I 
made friendships with my friends and started surfing more and, and kind of being like independent, like, oh, okay, I can kind of do this and surf with these guys is when I started really like trying because I saw, oh, this kid's my age. His name is Eugene Teal and his older brother was Jim Jim Teal. <laughs> and then those were my friends that I, you know, grew up with. And um, then it became this like, he can do it. I, I want to do it. Right. And that's like anything, any sport, anything, if you want it, you you'll have the aptitude or whatever it is or the want to do it, you're just going to do it, right? And then from there, how well you are is just in your natural ability or how much you want to put into it or just how it goes. And uh, so from then, I think what 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 really taught me was was my friends because surfing is something where it's a very hard sport. You have to be able to like, you really, anybody that I've seen, surf you really have to have and you'll agree i'm sure you have to have a certain type uh of like want for it or determination for it of course because yeah. it's not easy dude. Right. it's like you're a salmon you're a salmon you want to be a salmon you're like no fuck no i don't want to swim up river and fucking barely make it all day like that's just too hard of a sport everybody says that you know it so it's like if you want to become a surfer you really want to become a surfer like there there is a little something i think in a human that if they want to go out in this liquid that you can go one inch under the water and you can't breathe and die. And then you go challenge something that's going to definitely kill you because it's a 30 foot wave or whatever you may want to choose in your, your skill level, which could be a two way, two foot wave when you're first beginning is there's a, there's something in a human being that if you're attracted to my sport, you got a little edge to you, right, you know? Right. And that, but thank God for that, actually, huh? Because it's crowded as it is, <laughs> so it's a yeah, good, yeah. it's a good filtering system. You know, you gotta have. It's just not for the faint of heart. You know, you said it. No. And the way I always say it is, surfing mostly sucks. You know, I have like yeah, more yeah. bad sessions with with students and clients than I do good ones. And for me, that's like, yeah, welcome. <laughs> you, this yeah, is part of it. it you know, like you're yeah. doing it. This is it. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh my God, like. I just want to stand up. You're like, oh, you want to stand up? All right. Well, put your leash on, balance on your board. Right. Stay, stay balanced. Paddle properly. Paddle, yeah. <laughs> get hit by a one tiny foot wave. Get washed off. Oh my God, you're drowning. The board hits you in the head. Like, ow. You know, you kick the reef. Holy shit. There's a shark over there. Oh my God. And then get back on your board and get out there. You're like, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Hold on. I just want to stand up. I want to do like, that well, part. That's what you have to do. <laughs> right. You have to do all this to do that. You're like. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Nah, yeah, yeah. Over it. Yeah, that's so... This is too gnarly. That's so you funny that, that just this morning I had a session with somebody who was a new new student. They come on and they send me this message like, oh, yeah, I want to go out when it's good waves and good conditions. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah you, right. so you just book it when you're ready. So she books yeah, this let me, morning. Let me speak to God. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So she, she yeah. sets herself up and she's a sweetheart. Thank God. Let me just say right away at, by the end of the session, she turned around and totally saw this, the right approach, but coming mm -hmm. into it, she's like, okay, I want perfect waves, perfect conditions. I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, and son, and you know, like guys on right. the beach watching me and blah, blah, blah. So we get there and I already know, like I look at the forecast and I see wind swell, not. You're like, uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. Square yeah. on us wind swell, straight south wind swell. It's just gonna hit a square. No wind yeah. really, but that's almost not a good thing either sometimes because it needs just to get a little cleaned up when it's wind swell. But I'm not gonna say anything because I'm like, yeah, she, she knows what she's yeah. doing. She looked at the report, she chose her day. So lo and behold, we're out there and all we're doing is 
pressing up, working on how to punch through white waters, working on how to keep control of your board and come out the other end of it still on your board and approaching the next wave. We never got out. Long story yeah. short, we never got out. Mm -hmm. We never got a wave. And when I came in, I said, well, you got some things to work on. You know, we have this and that mm -hmm. and that and all these things because I know what you want to do. I, I got that email. All the, it's just what you said. All this stuff comes first. You know, you don't just yeah. get to build the dream house. You got to put that foundation down first, you know, and it takes digging yeah. a hole into the earth and laying some good solid material because it doesn't matter how many nails you use. If you don't have a good foundation, that thing's going to crumble. Yeah. In our sport, two things too. what you say is you earn it. But once you've earned it, then you're in this club. You're in that club that you used to be what that girl was. When she learns, she's going to be, oh, I'm not in that club anymore. Mm. And then you can look at everybody else and go, yep. And it's a very well-earned club because mm. then once you've done it, you've done a life skill that's something like, wow, it's very challenging. It's a very, very challenging sport. And mentally and, and, and physically, and then after the spiritual part comes, and you're like, wow. And when you earn it, you're like, okay, I'm in the elements. Like you've earned the right to be in these elements without dying. So I, I, uh, I appreciate that part. I think that's what separates our sport from, you know, all sports is, you know, you, I, I have these different things where I say, like, for instance, like, okay, our world champion of our sport is a lot more rugged than any sport in the world. And here's the reason why you're on a baseball field. I said Wayne Gretzky last time because I don't know anything about sports, but you're like some <laughs> super gnarly baseball dude. Dude, I can't name one. I don't know nothing about sports. Okay, I know. No, ask me about same. a dirt biker. Cooper Webb just won the you know the outdoor uh, uh, just won the West Coast. Cooper Webb, gnarly. You know, ask me boxing. You know, Oscar Mayweather. Ask me jujitsu or like you know UFCs and you know what I mean, like Diego Sanchez or what. All my boys or whatever. But these other sports, I don't know. So baseball you're out in the, the 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 thing you're about to hit the ball and the mound or i don't know whatever it is like the the where you're hitting the baseball and um and you're in the 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 the, the what is it not the super bowl what is it with the baseball guys do like the, major league mm, world whatever series. the biggest the biggest world series of baseball there it is <laughs> so you're on the world series you're the they're the hot shit world champion guy you're the guy and you go up to bat and you, right when you're about to go up the bat to hit this thing, everyone's watching millions of people on TV live, right, in this day and age. And a fucking lion jumps out of the <laughs> fucking stands, okay? Right. Lion. A lion. Not a tiger. A lion. Jumps out of the thing and tries to attack you and or even eat you. Tries or even does, okay? Accomplishes it. And you can't. And everyone in the stands and everywhere in the world are just horrified. What the? What? <laughs> okay. That's our sport. Right. We can literally have that. Mick Fanning, Jeffrey's Bay. 25-foot yep. great white gets stuck in his leash, pulls him under. Dude, what? Crazy. Live television. I was like crying. I was almost crying. I was like tearing up because I didn't know what was happening. They cut the feed. He, he, I, I knew before anybody... I was watching it live like everybody else. Yep. I knew instantly what happened. Yep. I was like, oh, my God. Because I know we all, anybody who's there knows what's up. It's I've seen that thing. I felt in your it. Head. I felt the electricity of this thing. It's it's That's where it's from, though. That, that big one that, that got caught in his leash, he's still there. That's his spot. Yeah, that's his home. Right. That, we're swimming in his zone. Right, dude. right. We're, he's the king of the jungle. But we were just so happened to want to go have a contest in his, in his house. <laughs> right. So, right. So this thing's running through. 
going through the lineup, going through its living room and you're in his way and he just bumps you. You know what I mean? Nope. Sorry about that, bro. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it could absolutely just ended him in right. front of everybody. So how heavy is that? That's just, so that's just one aspect of our sport. And let's say on the highest of the highest level where people might have interest. Here we are, this biggest stage of surfing. And here is our world champion, world champion, dead. Just got eaten by, a, you know, a lion of the sea. And that's it. Mick Fanning went back the next year or the year after and went back, won the thing because that's how we are. That's how the boys are. You know what I mean? Like overcoming something like, bro, come on now. Take Jaws. Care. Jaws, bro, Jaws. And it didn't try to attack him or say it would have killed him. Right. It just swam past him and oh, got stuck yeah. in his leash. It was just... checking him out. Hey, what's up, bro? Right, right, right. Yeah, that was but, not, if it wanted to do something, he wouldn't have, it wouldn't bro. even, it bumped him because it wasn't trying to attack him. You know, right. if it was it trying to attack him, leech. right, it was it just kind of strolling by and like, oh, oh, what's that? Hey, get off me. Yeah, it wouldn't check them out. And and the deal is, is like, man, like Jaws, like Jaws, the movie, anybody saw Jaws, bro, you don't go back in the water. You're like, <laughs> people were afraid, right? When that movie came out, people were afraid to swim in swimming pools. I was afraid to swim in a <laughs> swimming pool when I saw that movie when I was young. Right. You're 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 all of a sudden you jump in the water. You're kind of waiting around for a second. You look around and then you get that. And then all of a sudden in your mind, you see yourself from down there looking up at your feet and you're like, oh, my God. So those are the things that even in like very like simplest ways, that's a normal psyche of a person. And and any human, no matter who you are, no matter what, you're going to feel that. And so there's surf. That's the epitome of a gnarly surfer and what epitomizes what we do and he's such a champ he's a he's he's my he's my boy anyway but like i have such respect for him and the whole thing and it's amazing you know and then and then like let's say furthermore in our sport back when i was on tour i was like very young i made the tour when i was 17 they had it at garage again which is called g-land in bali right mm -hmm. and it was this new thing where like oh my god wow amazing uh, G-Land is a national, uh, it's a wildlife preserve for pumas, Bengal tigers, green mambo snakes, black mambas, green, what are they called? Green, I forget what they're called, like green something or others. Like, oh, mailman. Thank you. Uh, UPS guy. Uh, all these particular things. If you were to ever look, and this is a, this is a freaking sport, by the way like a stop on the tour of anything right. pga tour this is us they're asking and this is our deal to to go to this remote and let me tell you it's not easy to get there by the way too it's like a, a four-hour boat ride an eight-hour bus ride like spend the night in the jungle then get on a you know what i mean it's like gnarly have you ever seen g-land yeah of course i've never been okay. but i know all about it uh, like it will never be like how it was when we went put it that way it was so gnarly so rugged okay wow so like so like we go to this national reserve it's where our event is i'm the young, i'm like my first year on tour so i'm like whoa <laughs> we're staying in these huts that are i think we're like 25 feet off the ground with these very straight ladders which are kind of gnarly to get up mm -hmm. like it's pretty gnarly under the huts was i think the huts would probably be like you know 30 by 30 feet pretty small under the huts is where we put our boards but under these huts there's all sand Okay, so imagine this hut that's up here, mm -hmm. 25 feet above, and there's just sand. Okay, right? So I was like, 
all of us are like, because this is most of our first times there. All the pros are like kind of our first times. It's a very rugged spot to be, right? And all of us are sort of like, huh? Like, why? Why is there sand? Like, this is bullshit. Like, every time we step in our huts, now we're just putting sand in our huts and like, we got mosquito nets because there's malaria. Right. And all this gnarly shit. And so like, they're like, they didn't tell us at first. And then finally we had to, somebody asked somebody and then it went like wildfire through the camp because there's everybody has their huts and then they're like hey did you hear why they have the sand under the huts we're like why because nobody knew right the reason why they had sand under the huts is so they could track the wild animals that come and go under your hut and stalk you at night oh my god <laughs> bengal tigers pumas <laughs> pythons kimono dragons oh shit crazy monkeys about that you got to heat in the morning just sleep well <laughs> bro so that's like what you do we woke up one morning we had i forget what it's called it's a green it's like the very thin snake if it bites you you're dead you're wow. dead in like two and they can tell and by the found, track in the sand like how it makes its track they know like that was under your tent or your your hut yes so they'll know if like hey bro like hey you whatever uh, uh bury whatever five or whatever hey you guys got food in your spot or what like oh yeah, they're all take it out. Like we don't care if it's chips, your hot dog, whatever it is, take it out. Oh. Why? You see this footprint right there? That's a Bengal tiger. You attracted this thing because you got food in the thing and tell you what, like the thing, you know what I mean? Wow, so, heavy. So that was like part of it, number one. We woke up one of the mornings where I like woke up, I my mosquito net, I kinda get out of my mosquito net because you know. Malaria, like you, I got malaria too, by the way. Get out of the mosquito net. I looked up. I forget what it was called. It's a green, it's not a green mambo. Maybe it's called a green mambo. I might have been called a green mambo. But the thing is like super thin, like a pencil. Uh -huh. Like you wouldn't even see it. It looks like every single bush that's surrounded you. So you touch a bush, you could be touching one. And there, it's filled with these things, okay? I woke up in the hut and there was one right above my bed one morning and we have to call the guys to get it out and stuff whose so, job like, is that by the way the uh snake this extracted. guy puma oh that's puma, puma. This, this guy's from bali it reminds there. me and, of the old and, lady who swallowed a fly right exactly <laughs> so so like <laughs> these are the things that we were on this tour where we would have these things and then let's say and this is a normal stop so once you got out of your hut you went downstairs you look watch out okay you're good all right, let's go surfing now. Let's go surf. You have to walk out in this reef where there's blue octopus, blue ringed octopus, which if they bite you or do whatever they touch you, you die. Okay. There's stonefish. You step on that, you're going to die. Uh, tiger, tiger fish. If you step on one of those, you're going to fucking die. Um, when we got out there, I saw like a 15 foot tiger shark or some type of shark. You're gonna die, and uh, let's see. Those are about those are about the only things that you basically on the high part that you worry about. So four or five, and just <laughs> let me tell you, Gland is one of the most dangerous waves on earth. So then now, mentally get to that, and then go surf a heat. Right. So you're like, whoa, what kind of sport are you in, dude? So it's almost like how they say surfing is more of a lifestyle than a sport. It really, it really is totally. because oh, yeah. you really got to be into it to be able to go, oh, wow, I really want to be like 
this it's like almost like rock climbing in a way i think where mm. like i watch rock climbing i'm into rock climbing now i've been really getting into it and it's like those guys are psycho you ever see the rock climber dudes oh yeah well, like, what about free solo i mean oh how, dude how great oh. is that movie jimmy chin I, mean, I, I get i get i get like i get like i get like sweaty palms. i know I, think about I know that. i was watching it on a plane when i saw it and i was just like oh like so yep. good. i was uh, hanging off <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, like, I think that, you know, like, it's one of those things, like, all those sports are, like, lifestyles. They're, they're you know, growing up a lot, oh, why do you do that? It's, it is those things. Like, we're, I guess we're adrenaline junkies. We, we, we think about life a different way. We want, we want to put our bodies or our human, whatever we are, these things in those positions, mm. you know? our soul or whatever it is and it really is something where you're like are you sure you're okay yeah yeah like the yeah. free solo guy are you okay no, like no not really why would you go without the rope like why dude yeah. like that's the hardest thing ever and you're gonna go without rope because it's inside right it's like there's something inside so it's we're definitely one of those sports and it's that that's the attraction of it um i think that you know, beyond the the learning of it, it's sort of like you really got to have that because even the best, you know, of it, it, it will never change. In fact, if you want to get better at surfing and you truly like it, you're only going to want to ride a gnarlier wave. You're only going to ride a, a bigger wave. You're only going to want to challenge yourself if you want, right? If you so want this challenge. And it's just, it's just getting you closer to death, dude. It's so weird, right? It's so bizarre. And, but is it death or is it life? It gets you closer to it's life. You know bro. what I mean? Like it's 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 like a full circle. Like zero and three hundred sixty degrees is both north. You know what I mean? Like right. both mm -hmm. extremes are both the same. So it's like life, death. It's like they're both pointing the same way. You know what I mean? It brings you closer to death, but life at the same time. That invigoration. It is, man. But it, it hearing is. all so, that, I didn't even know these details. Hearing all that makes me like even more respectful of like Jerry and the guys who went and like pioneered these places. Dude, Jerry, how the man, hell did dog. they even like? He just hiked too. I talked to Uncle Jerry about that, and I was like, "Oh, Jerry, what? Like, what was that like?" And he, I mean, he he though, these are very special people. You know what I mean? Like Uncle Jerry is very special because, like, dude, he was in. He's into the things that are. I think like that human spirit like it's a human spirit thing he's like he embodies like a human spirit where you're like dude why you like you had you're from hawaii dude the best ways in the world are there and you went to the most dangerous place in bali right which at the time when no one did and then there wasn't no google maps or nothing it was right, just like right let's go there wasn't places to stay he camped Right. He slept in hammocks with a mosquito net over him. He woke up early in the morning with the sun, with the, when the sun was rising, when it was like the most dangerous time, and did yoga, and then was like a yogi, like just bros, like, and then next level. Imagine like if you, I mean, I'm not a gnarly yoga guy, but I, I've done it enough to know exactly what it's about, and I, I, sh I'm gonna start, I should start doing it more in my old age. I'm hypermobile, so it became like I became like too loose when I did yoga, but um. It, you're tapping into like something in the, the human spirit, I think, with that sport and those kind of, what would you say, journeys or avenues in life that you do, mm -hmm. you know? And and that, absolutely, it's it's kind of cool to see. We're like a modern version of that and the things we do, you know? And, and 
back then was very, very dangerous because where he was, there was no protection even. Like if something came to get you, bro, where he is right now or where he was at the time, I walked those same paths in a modern age, okay? In a modern age, Mm -hmm. modern, okay? Tourist fucking everywhere, Uluwatu, okay? Because he was at Uluwatu. Mm -hmm. Bro, there was like, when I went, when I was a certain age, I went with Rizal Tanjun. Rizal Tanjun's been my friend since I was 14. The very first time I went to Bali was I was 14. He was my, I've been friends with the guy for 30 something years, right? And so like, he would say, hey, Kalani, when you go down this certain trail, because we would go on a certain trail together, he goes, watch out. He goes, be careful if you don't go with me or do these particular things because there's a 15-foot python down there that like people have been seeing and there's nothing anybody will be able to do if that thing gets you. Wow. And these things are everywhere. But this particular one was in this trail that that was his zone. Yeah, yeah. And then, mind you, you you know if you catch malaria like i got i got the i forget what it was called like cerebral blah 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 blah, blah malaria like the gnarliest one 85 percent kill rate Whoa. um if you get it like 85 percent of people I die knew you got yeah. it. i didn't know that that was um, like the version you got the the death brand <laughs> i got the worst one i got the death brand the one that's the one percent i think it's the one one that has that you get and you don't get it again it's not reoccurring mm-hmm. like all the other ones i forget what it was called but anywho this particular one is prominent in the areas that we go to. It's the death one. I got it. So when we we're walking through this thing, I got bit by, well, it wasn't that trip, but I got it in G-Land, but I'll tell you that for a second. But uh, so we walked this trail where Uncle Jerry went, and I was thinking to myself every time in this modern age, and there was a trail, so many people walked it now. So it was like a trail, mm-hmm. like a trail. Yeah, it you wasn't know? like off the beaten path or anything. No, it was like when Uncle Jerry went, it was like, you're, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> Is this the way? Are you sure? <laughs> Was that the one? Is this going to be the one? Because you're getting bit by mosquitoes. Was that the one? Is this going to be it? You wow. know. And so, like in the modern age of that, I was like, oh my god! Like, and then you know, then you look at yourself, and then you go, "Fuck it, I'm going." And then when you do it, and then you're like, "Live," and you did it, you're like, "I'm doing it again." <laughs> and then it's just like, you feel very like spiritual in it. You're like, that mosquito could have given me malaria. I could have stepped in that blue ring octopus right there. That shark could have ate me. You know what I mean? All these different things. And then it's like, you really, then that's the spiritual side. Then you really go, wow, surfing's amazing. And then you'll never stop. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you'll always be like searching for that other thing. Like, oh my God, like that one time I did that, that will never happen again. And then, oh, wait, wait maybe it will. You know what I mean? So, uh, and I, and so anyway, I got malaria. Uh, I got it. I walked to this legendary fishing hole with Kelly Slater. And uh, Michael Lowe, Mick Lowe, his name was. We're avid fishers. Kelly's from Florida, avid fisher. Hawaii, avid fisher. Mick Lowe, avid fisher from Australia. So they say, hey, you guys, if you're going to go with this thing, you got to go early, early in the morning, which is dangerous. And then it, it takes you four hours to get there and walking. Bring water, bring food. Wow. You know, and it's just legendary spot. We, long story short, we didn't make it. We were like, it would have took us another hour to get there. We said, oh, we've been hiking for four. We need. It's going to take us four to get back. It's about to get dark if we don't go now. Wow. So we hiked like hours, right, on the beach, through the jungle, back on the beach, through the jungle. <sighs> 
didn't make it. We got to the last part where we saw like, cause we kept going around bays and another bay and another bay. And I'm talking like so beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. like I'll never forget it. Like no one will ever forget it. And it's just, it was like a little bit of Jerry. Like we, I got to feel like a little what uncle Jerry did. And I was like, Oh shit. So we got to this part and we could see one more bay. Like we did each bay was like an hour to get to like, Whoa, all around this bay. Oh, another one. And uh, we saw there was an hour like shit. So we turned around. Kelly, being Kelly, he's walking through the jungle part because there was like a trail just inside of the jungle. With a sort, not a trail, but you could kind of walk it. Yeah. And there's a beach, and I was walking on the beaches and way in the water. So I'm like, oh, mosquitoes! I don't want those things near me. Like Kelly's walking through the jungle, shirt off, being Kelly. He's just different. <laughs> M- Mick Lowe and I are walking the beaches edge, going, oh shit, this is so scary. Like, let's get back. It's getting dark. Long story short, Kelly's fine. He should have been the one who got bit by the mosquito. He's deep in the jungle. I'm the asshole that got bit because I have a certain blood type. I swear they love me. <laughs> Nick's fine. He's an Aussie. He probably had so much beer in his system. They don't want nothing of his <laughs> blood. He's such a good friend of mine. I love the kid to death. Um, uh, I get it. Long story short, I got bit. Uh, it was at the end of our trip. I think the contest was almost over. Uh, I went to the Billabong Challenge right after that with Kelly, Rob, and all the boys. It's a Billabong Challenge. I don't know if you remember yep, those. Yep, of course. It was one of the first ones. Uh, there, there's an incubation time of that particular strain, which is, I think, seven to ten days, they say. Something within them, in that. Just luckily, I had started to get feeling the starts of the, the beginning of it mm-hmm. right when I got off the boat from that trip the billabong challenge so i went straight from g-line to the billabong challenge so you got to surf so anyway you, you, i got to surf i did well i think i got like third i don't know i got like with the I malaria did well festering getting ready to bubble up inside of you Holy dude shit. and so what happened was when we arrived back in bali we spent one night in a hotel and then we were going to fly out the next day to japan then back to hawaii that night i was like hmm like you get kind of like if you feel kind of like just different mm-hmm. it's just it's, I can't explain it. Like, but what I was feeling was all my all my bodily functions were starting to shut down. Like everything was starting to go warning, warning, warning. Right, right. So I went to sleep that night and I was like, I don't feel good. I don't feel hungry. And I'm an animal when it comes to food. I'm, like, I'm not really hungry. And woke up the next day and I, I Taylor still has video of me in in his, one of his videos. And it, I don't know which video it is, but you'll see me. And I'm like in a brown shirt. I wrote for Rusty and I'm in this like open canopy car. I'm sitting in the back, and I'm kind of like this, and you can see me. And, and I, I remember going, oh, that's when I got malaria. You can see I look different. Mm-hmm. And what happened was that later that day, we got on the plane. Before we got on the airplane to leave Bali to go to Japan to spend the night and then fly to Hawaii, I was really feeling weird. I was with June, Joe, Kelly, Rob, all the boys, Ross, Rand, Shane, Dorian. And um, I was like, hey, guys, I don't feel well. And my friend June's like, we're in Bali. Quit being a pussy. You probably got heat stroke. Drink a bintang. So I was like, you know what? You're right, June. You're right. So I literally opened the bintang. We're about to get on the plane. Open the bintang or whatever. And I like took a half a sip. And I was like, I put it down on it. Mm-mm, there's something wrong something with me. Wrong. I, and I didn't say anything else. I went, dude, there's something wrong with me. I think I have malaria. Like there's something really wrong with me. I don't feel I'm right. Like getting the chills. They're like, you're all right. You're all right. I'm like, all right. I'm all right. All right. All right. I'm like, <laughs> just don't, don't be malaria. Don't be malaria. We, I think from Japan, Bali, Japan's eight hours. I felt terrible on the plane. I remember I was like, oh my God, like, like, like out, right? Like out. Get to, get to Japan. 
I'm really sick now. Barely get to my hotel room. Like, try to eat dinner. Couldn't eat dinner. Went to my hotel room. Like, fainted, basically. Couldn't drink water. Like, nothing. Couldn't put anything. Couldn't put anything in my body. Next day, woke up. I couldn't wake up. Ross Williams, everyone's calling my hotel room because they know we're on we're getting on a bus. We all watch each other's back. We gotta go to the airport. They're banging on my door at one point, like, get up, get up, get up. And I was like, Oh, I got up. And I was like, bro, I feel don't feel well. I don't feel well. I don't feel good. I remember those escalators that are flat, like a like a like a flat escalator thing. Mm-hmm. Uh whatever they're called, not escalators. Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, they're called. Speed I'm walk. laying down on the thing because I couldn't even stand up to get to the thing i got past the the security because i was like no i'm okay but they could clearly see i wasn't okay but they usually wouldn't let you on a plane for that sick uh-huh. i'm okay i'm okay because i was like i gotta get home yeah, like yeah, i don't want to yeah. be stuck get here hell out of dodge <laughs> i gotta get home i'm gonna be sick you know you're sick you gotta want you want to go home yeah so i like got on the plane made it on the plane and bro when i got on the plane i was gonna die and and long story short fast forward when we arrive in hawaii the stewardesses went they're all looking at me a certain way. And I was like, wow, what's wrong? Because like, oh. I'm looking like I'm going to die. Like I'm going to die. Okay. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, I'm, I just feel kind of sick and whatever. And they're like, we we couldn't wake you up for meals. You look like you're dead. Like you look dead. And we're, we're very worried about you, sir. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And so I got off the plane, long story short. And and my my parents picked me up. And I'm like, I don't feel well. I I, I might have malaria. Or I, I just don't feel well, mom and dad. I get in the car, drive back to my house in Hawaii, okay? And this is the this is the finish line for me, okay? I have my backpack on or whatever. I'm about to walk to my doorstep from the car. Almost okay? made it, yeah. No, dude. I walked to my doorstep. I went, take me to the hospital now. Cause if dude, if and here's the thing, if I would have just went, oh, I'm not good. I just gotta lay down, and drink water. My parents would take care of me. They said I would have died within that day. What? So what happened was, I said, hey, I don't feel good. Take me to the hospital. They took me to the hospital, gave me a spinal tap. Spinal tap. They thought I had meningitis because of my symptoms. Didn't have that. Spinal taps are not fun. Uh, that doesn't sound very uh, did fun. all these, <laughs> did all these tests on the hour. Every hour. They were taking my blood. My my arm looked like a heroin addict. I'm afraid of deathly afraid of needles. So I was like, at that point, I'm like, please poke me, please, because I was like, I'm gonna die. Um, they tested my blood. Long story short, I'm like out. My 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 organs were shutting down. They I could I'm like I can't open my eyes at this point. I'm like dead. I'm in a bed. I can just hear things going on. It's I'm delirious now. My fever is like 105. Uh, it was like up there. Like 104, like dude, but it was like what? right there, like death. Um, they kept giving me things that were like barely doing it, bro. Bottom line is, I heard the doctor whispering or whatever because they they thought I was asleep, but I, they said he has 24 hours to live. Like if we don't figure this out, and he's you going to heard die. that? Holy. So I was like, I was like, I felt like I was going to die, and I I felt like I was like I was very close, and um. Long story short, I said, hey, you guys, again, like, I I came from here. You guys got to do this. And they did something. They finally figured it out. They gave me, uh, what was it called? Uh, Demoxicillin. Demoxicillin. Yeah. Demoxicillin. It's like a, it's an antibiotic. Uh-huh. And that saved, it started getting me down. And wow. long story short, they found out, they got it and they got me down. 
And when I came up, came to, um, doctor told me again, he goes, dude, you, you were a day away from dead. And we were just very lucky. I, I couldn't even pee. Like I couldn't pee, poop or nothing. I didn't have anything in my body. Even if I did, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. My, everything was shut down. Um, so like, that was a pretty good experience. I never, you know, never stopped. I went back to Bali, went back to Ulu's again. It was all, you know, I went back to G-Land again and, and did it. And that was my experience. Like Mick experiences with the great white. I experienced mine with malaria, you know, and, uh, nothing and changed. that was like, maybe a little life, yeah. maybe a little life attitude shift, <laughs> a little more yeah, gratitude. It, it's, it's crazy. Cause a lot of my friends after that got it too, because it was prominent in that area and mm-hmm. it was just getting out of control. Wow. So Kalani Chapman got it. Uh, my other kid, my other friend Fraggle got it. So I was like, and they got it. They got it from Desert Point, I think, actually. Ooh, they might have oh got this gosh. from Desert Point. Man. So I, I guess it doesn't make me want to go to that wave any less, but <laughs> it's, yeah, keep it in mind. It's, you just, just got to be careful, you know, and, and just kind of do the protocols of what you think is what you got to do. Right, right, right. So, but yeah, I mean, those, those are, those are the things that, you know, uh, make a surfer a surfer and, and either or break a surfer and not be a surfer anymore, you know? Right. So. Right on. Well, on a lighter note, I was just kind of browsing, uh, you know, checking out some of your recent stuff. I was just trying to catch up on you again. Cause I feel like as I got older, I kind of lost touch with all my idols, you know, like I don't really know what Kelly Slater's doing nowadays, except for the wave pool <laughs> and you and you guys. So I was just like checking it out and I found this video of, of Kelly going through your, your quiver in the back of your truck tossing oh, it yeah. out into the Throwing street stuff out. <laughs> and it just made me think yeah. like oh i wonder what kalani's riding these days because back back in your you know your prime you were riding that 90s typical mm-hmm. you know a little a lot longer than what we're riding today and and narrow and it looks so yeah. funny under your feet actually when i went back and watched kelly in color again i was like huh, yeah it looks so funny seeing those big boards and all that nose out there but so what do you yeah. ride nowadays what what's your what's your joy boogie board yeah hell yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean i i'm challenging i like hey i i grew up in hawaii we all do it ourselves that's what we like we challenge ourselves we hawaii is very common here in california guys are like whoa we've never seen anything like that you know it's pretty cool i go i take out the lowers and do that but you know for me it's like i still ride hardboards i've been riding lost boards i have a couple kelly boards uh i have a couple merrick's still laying around so what inspires you to pull them out what what, what do you need to see out there to, to is it good waves or is it like it's just what I feel, you right, know? Right. It's just whatever I feel. Like I don't generally when lowers is going off and all this kind of stuff, I'll I'll spend like a day I might ride a hardboard and ride the rights and try to just make sure I can still surf and you know, I'll hear guys go, Oh, Kalani's always messing around and <laughs> does he still got it or whatever? Like, bro, let's see. Why don't yeah, you come know, on. so I'll go out there and do try I to still do some got stuff, it. you know? And but like I get more of a kick off of riding the boogie boards. I get a kick off of riding the challenging like soft tops and stuff like that. Uh, like I say, I sometimes ride my hardboards if I'm home at like Rockies or something. When I get home, I have a personal thing of myself that I want to like, you know, ride a certain wave the best I can. Still, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm more like I, I have fun more. Like I don't. I'm not here, you know, promoting that which is fine. That was the young me, which is like, Oh, it's all good. But I'm not so much promoting the rippering. Cause I'm not like, I'm, you know, I know that I'm older now. I'm not trying to be the hot shot. I'm just trying to have fun with it. So it's a perfect, it's a perfect transition for me is I just want to have fun. I'm a dad. Now I have two kids. I ride the soft tops as much cause it, 
if you go on a soft top, you'll see you're going, oh, I'm not going to rip today. Oh, my God, I'm corn running a pink board. Ha, yeah, ha, yeah, ha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? That's good. I like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it puts you in a different spirit. Right, totally. right, right. So I have been doing that most of the time more than anything because it makes me happy. Um, I, you know, I'm with my kids a lot. I'm surfing. I hang with a more of a diverse crew, but not the hardcore surfers, which I like because it fits my personality more. I'm not like, hey, bro, it's so rad. I'm surfing, ripping. We're all like joking around and, and having fun. So I'm getting back to the basics of what I used to do. And I'm me, myself, I, I enjoy it personally more for myself. And then, like like I said, there's a small percentage of it where I use my hardboard now and I kind of feel it, you know. What is big? If it's super big. Yeah, like yeah, I'm, sure. I serve blacks a few whenever like you a few get, months ago and i did you did you get blacks bigger. back like i guess it was december january I, I was over there in december i think and january oh my yeah. goodness it, yeah i was big i've never surfed yeah. i've never been to hawaii i've never surfed pipe but that is what i imagined that wave is gnarly. it yep. lo- it was so good that's like hawaii it's it's got the power it'll drown you it's got the current it's got all the elements that will like kill you, you out can there see it's, the canyon it's gnarly it's work out there it's really impressive really yeah impressive. it's gnarly so i wrote a hardboard that time yeah oh I, you didn't I, want the pink like, soft top that day hmm. <laughs> no not not that big because i was sort of like I, I saw some dude get a really gnarly barrel like on the surf line whatever looked like pipe and i was like whoa and i was like all right i'm gonna try to get that Real you know I didn't, it's so hard to get those waves out there it's very hard at black um all right so i got i got this fun question i thought of i do it all the time with people but Especially I was excited for you because I know how, you know, your crew, your the momentum generation, whatever, they were all a little bit older than you. So you're kind of like the grom of the group. Five years. Yeah, five years. Benji's, right? Benji's, I'm the youngest always. I'm the youngest. Benji's the second uh, youngest. He's two years older than me. Uh-huh, right. So I'm the little shit. You're hit. still, yeah, you're still too. So in in spirit of the coot cast, I, there had to be moments where you're with your crew, the boys you want to be impressing. And you do some ridiculous kooky shit in front of them and get super embarrassed or, you know, some random, uh, like a situation like that. You got any good stories like that for us? Like falling flat on your face, tripping over your leash or something? I think about this all the time. Okay. (laughs) You know, you're like elementary school and people are laughing. You're like, oh man, mm, like, mm, I don't like being laughed at. (laughs) Bro, I don't know when it, but. Bro, I can't remember me ever like ever being like, oh, he laughed at me. I don't give a shit. Like, I I have this thing that I love comedians. Like, that's my deal. I, I'm a, this is me. I'm a that's my essence of me. I will I will make somebody laugh on on my account of looking dumb with great pleasure. I yeah. love it, dude. And I love I look up to people like that because it's an armor. Like, if you're able to do that then there's something different about you. There's, I'm a serious person. You ask somebody like, oh, Kalani, he's a very serious person. You know what I mean? But I'm not, I am, but I'm not, I am. I am a, I'm right. generally well, where, where a pretty serious person. But I just, I just take, with my seriousness, I can just as much turn it off and go, oh, I would rather, and it doesn't bother me. And I take great joy in having people laugh at my like right. dorkiness and that just speaks to the humility you already showed you know what i mean like in in your approach to life and surfing in general 
I, I couldn't name the last one, but I'll tell you maybe the very latest last thing where I was like, oh, that's silly, was literally my last podcast I did with, I forget who else I did it with, I forget his name, but it, I said Wayne Gretzky. And I was like, and I did the same thing. I, we talked a little bit about the same thing as far as like, oh, imagine if you were on the baseball field, because I use that metaphor a lot because it's very like, wow, you know, it puts it in perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was the last thing where I embarrassed myself. I thought, oh, that's why I was like, oh, that's funny. Cause I'm like, that's pretty funny. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I, I was like, oh, yeah, let's say you put the thing in your Wayne Gretzky and blah, 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 blah. And the guy was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Wayne Gretzky plays like, hockey. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's a hockey guy. And like, that, that's kind of it, you know, like right, on a right, daily right. basis. If you see me surfing, I have a pink wetsuit on and I'm wearing a pink boogie board and I'm doing spinners and whatever, you know, I, I, especially in my older age too, I, I take pleasure in it. I, I, I probably couldn't name, I'll do something funny today. Like I couldn't name them all. I like, I, I'll do it. Like I just, I'm, of course. I'm a kook. Well, how about this one? Here's my kooky. One of my kooky moments is ever since I saw you wear board shorts over your shorty, in one of the, I think oh, it was yeah. Kelly. I, was like, I learned that from oh, Rob. Oh, I got I learned it. that from Rob. Did you? Oh, Rob mm-hmm. does it too. Yeah, you're right. Well, I did it for I like from Rob. for ten years. I, I yeah, put my boards always over my because well, you, for me it was just like I didn't like my little chicken legs when I was ten years old. So I was like, right? oh, I love yep. this trick. Put the boardies over my shorty, and now you can't see yep, my little yep. legs. <laughs> that was I have tiny little chicken legs too. The getaway sticks are just so feeble, but uh, I learned that from Rob. He's a genius because he was like, ah, you, dude, same thing. Literally, his legs are skinny. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this and that keeps you warm. But it was really because the height are skinny legs. Yeah. It really is. Dude, That's, I knew it right so away. I knew it there right away. When I saw it, I was like, it. brilliant. That's what I need. It's pretty much it. <laughs> it's pretty much it. Like, here we are. We all get to be a little embarrassed together, me, you, and Rob, because that was it. Rob, I remember Rob saying, oh, it keeps you warm. But I was kind of like, no, nah, I think it's because we've got skinny legs in it. That was kind of it. So it worked good though. Totally. It worked good. Dude, it took me a long so. time to be able to be like, ah, whatever. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Probably I mean, like our 18. sponsors were happy. Our sponsors <laughs> are happy because 90% of the time we'd surf contests are in cold water. The only time we ra- rarely have, you know, have a, our trunks on it, take advantage of when we're in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Cause that was like the season where we're wearing trunks the whole time. So they were really happy when we do that. We'd be able to keep warm, do our thing because we have a wetsuit on, but trick people, we have our trunks on. It looks like we're wearing a vest or we're wearing a long sleeve spring or a short john. So it was like, we're that killer. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Kalani, but before I let you go, um, I'm just curious about what's going on with the Palm Springs little project you got going on. Any updates for us? Yeah, so like right now, uh, we had, we, we got our investors, uh, you know, like quite a few months ago now, uh, it was pretty amazing because amongst COVID, you know, try to try to do what we're doing right now is impossible to have somebody come in and they're like, everyone's scared. Right. right. Bro, the peak of it, the peak of it, (laughs) the peak of it, right when it happened. So, uh, that was pretty gnarly, but we did, uh, testament to what we're doing out there. We have, in in my opinion, the the best people I could ever have investing in us, helping us put the project. It's going forward. Uh, it's going to, it's going to take about, and I can't really say, they especially don't want us to put any pressure on like deadlines. No, no, of course. But I'd have to say it's, it, it's going to be like under, I want to say, I, I'm hoping, you know, under a year, it's going to take us. I, I've seen the project. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm happy. Let's just put it that way. I'm very happy. We are going to change the world uh, as uh, of surf um, on many different levels, business wise. When you come and teach somebody, when the when the girls like, I want this perfect scenario. There's going to be movie stars and actresses and actors and sports people of all sorts. There's going to be crowds of people, I'm sure, watching. It's going to be the best wave you've ever seen. And the warm weather, when usually it's going to be cold on the coast, it's going to be warm out there months, months and months ahead or after summer, whatever it is, we're going to stay warm out there. I believe that when people see what we're doing, because we're surfers, we're not like North Korea or China or wherever it is or whoever else are making these pools, it's going to be different. We're, we're surfers. We're not... We're, we're making surf for surfers. We have the right business guys around us that are going to fill in the other stuff as far as making it like this insane business model. Right. right. And I think that what I'm going to do is introduce. I, I, I don't think my partners and I are going to introduce the next level of surfing in all in all in all categories. Uh, so stoked to hear, you know. That. High school diploma, high school, um, whatever you call it, um, uh, college scholarships, high school surf teams, so uh, NSSAs, uh, being able to be, you know, uh, just it, it, it's all uh, we, 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 we envision like we envision the next level, you know, the, the next level of business as far as like how can you make the Olympics, the Olympic sport where the, the waves aren't going to die and they can guarantee they're going to be there at one o'clock on the dot. They're going to be the best way possible. It's going to be syndicated around the world on these television channels and you can count on it. You know, it's like Kelly's already shown us the way as far as like what is possible. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to step it up a little more. I'm going to, yeah, I'm learned. I've learned from Kelly. He's my teacher as always. I've learned from him surfing. I'm learning through him through business now and I'm going to learn through him and I'm just going to, you know, be his little understudy like I've always been. <laughs> so stoked to hear that, Kalani. I really wish you guys so. the very best of success with that. I will absolutely come visit. And, uh, yep. dude, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been like of such course. a special, special experience for me, too, just personally. Right on, man. I'll see you. Where do you live at? I live on the East Coast. I'm in New York. Oh, no way. Born and raised here. So when oh, I come no out to you guys. Way. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We have in the plans. My, my business partners are here to franchise our pool. We have plans of coming to New York. We have plans of being right there on the East Coast very soon. So as soon as we get this one done, as soon as we get it in the, in the thing and everybody can see what we got and it's in functioning and I believe it's going to be the craziest thing. We're, you guys are on the map too. So we'll Hell be yeah. we'll be there soon. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. So we're thinking of everybody on every coast and around the world. So right we'll on. be, we'll be, we'll be doing it. So epic, epic. So looking forward yeah. to that. I'm definitely on board. If there's anything I can do or any way I can participate, I'd love to just be kept in mind. Simple. Just as come that. and have fun, bro. Just come and have fun. We'll have them the rest. It's, I can do it, that. It, our, our own thing is going to market itself. It's just, we're just going to, I'm going to be there, you know? So there we are. Hell yeah, Kalani. Yeah. Great talk. Right on. You. Good to, good to meet you, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. That's right. All right. Stay safe over there in New York. You do it too. Later. Okay. Later. Oh, I just left. Leave.